you're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions 8, the Google Ads Agency. I'm super excited to have Chase Clymer here with Electric Eye. Chase, appreciate you uh, jumping on the show with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to dive in here. Yeah. So you're an uh, uh, e-commerce guru. Um, looks like something of a serial entrepreneur, um, at least in, in the way that you've helped other brands at a minimum. Uh, and know quite a bit about the e-com space. So that's going to be helpful because that's a pretty big footprint uh, as far as our listeners are concerned. Yeah, I mean, uh, my claim to fame now is definitely in the Shopify ecosystem. Our agency's got, I don't know, some clout there, I guess. We're pretty pretty good partners with Shopify. We're about to do a course with them uh, and you know, hang out with some of the other cool apps like Klaviyo and stuff like that. Also did a course for them. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, outside of the agency, I'm also the host of a podcast called Honest E-Commerce. So if you like all the nonsense that I'm talking about today, you can go find a bunch of that stuff on either YouTube or, you know, on wherever you like to get podcasts. Yeah. We'll link to the podcast, link to the agency. Um, I'm going to ask for more than anybody who's ever interviewed you is going to ask for, and then we'll, we'll contend with it together. Um, I love like the little hinge that moves the big door to steal my buddy Ralph's term. Uh, and given what you know about e-commerce, I've got, you know, 50% of our listeners are agencies, the other half are business owners and a ton okay. of income space. Um, they have limited time. They have limited money, which you and I both know as agency, I did, I just turn them down. I'm like, look, I'm not, you know, like I'm rooting for you. God bless. Good luck, et cetera. But let's, let's take those people for just a minute and help those people and then prioritize the tasks that you would offer an e-commerce store owner here's how to make sure you put your best foot forward before we run paid traffic. Like what's the, you know, what, give me the, the hacks, the tips, the tricks, the secret sauce. Okay. First is I don't care what you think your website can be improved. It's maybe an inch, maybe a mile, but a website's never done. It's not good enough. Like that's a bad perspective. It's a living, breathing thing. And it's always needs to be updated. Your offers are changing and so should how you present them on your website. So number one is if the, the number one way to increase your return on ad spend is to make your website better, you know, mm. make it less, less friction points, answer the fears, uncertainties, and doubts that your browsers might have about your products and the purchasing and the returns and all that stuff. Make it make sense. There are so many websites that you get on and it just doesn't make any sense. And founders and the team members are like, well, that's just how it always is. And I know how to find that. Thing. That's cool for you, but your customer has no clue how to do that stuff, how to jump through hoops to get to what they need. And they need all the information in the world. They need their hands held. And like the big players out there, like the Walmarts and the Amazons, there's training people on browsing habits that are almost second nature to most customers that are actually using the internet to buy these days. And the further you kind of get away from some of those things, the more difficult you're making it to actually have a conversion on your website. So your customer journey needs to make sense. Answer all the questions that they're going to have before they press that add to cart button. And before they're like, you know, actually going through the checkout flow, like, that's the number one advice I can give everybody out there. But caveat, I will say is if you're a startup, ignore everything I just said and just try to get sales. <laughs> just try to sell some shit. Yeah, uh, just get so out there and put your offer out too. there. Yeah, because uh, you just kind of have to pound the pavement and figure out there's, you know, if you stay in the lab, you're never going to learn. Mm-hmm. You're just going to sit there and iterate with your with yourself, um, which, you know, it gets, it gets very echo chambery really quickly. So I think that's, I think it's phenomenal advice. I love the, uh, the answer, the objections up front. I think e-commerce owners specifically are really bad at that. You know, yep. it's like, well, I'm selling a thing and you know what the thing is. So you already know what it's supposed to do, what it's not supposed to do, et cetera. And the, the answer is no, no, they don't. And the more content and, and education you can build around that, the better. I had a, a friend, he had the largest, 
uh, memory card business on the planet for a really long time. He ended up exiting. It's, his name's Dave Conklin. He owns Conklin Media. And dude, the amount of content they built around made, memory card was nuts. It was insane. And you think like it's a memory card. You plug it in, you download some shit on it. But he went like, I mean, 19 degrees into, like, it was unbelievable, but it's what it took to sell memory cards. It was exactly Absolutely. what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's just your assumptions. I literally interviewed uh, someone today um, on the podcast and she uh, was the founder of a brand called uh, Bubble doing skincare products for uh, for younger people. So like think like uh, preteen, preteen girls and, and, and teenage girls. Anyways, she was like, I went into this thing and we did all this market research. And she's like, everything I thought about at the beginning was just so wrong, so off base. It changed the tone of the messaging, the marketing, and what people found was important on the website and what we actually displayed to people before they purchased and where they actually wanted to purchase these things. She's like, my assumptions going into it were just so far off base. And um, actually one of our coaches uh, that helps us with CRO was telling me the other day, he was like, it's, and I can attest to this as well. Our clients don't do it. And anyone listening, I'm trying to teach you something to do which is they don't actually do customer research as much as they should. They're not actually asking people, you know, what actually made you buy today or, you know, asking people that are leaving, like, why didn't you buy today and using all that advice to make their website better. Yeah. Those little interstitials. Um, I forget who this was. I'd love to give them credit. Um, but I interviewed her on perpetual traffic and her name escapes me. She has exactly what you just said. When somebody converts immediately post conversion and the way that she phrases it is pretty brilliant too. It's like, can I ask you for a favor? So now they're more compelled to provide you with information and it, it drops the barrier too. It's like, Hey, I'm not trying to play gotcha, but can I ask you for a favor? Why is it you chose whatever? And mm -hmm. the information that she gets out of it informs her marketing. And that's where all of her CRO comes from. It's like, I'm going to take my winners and use that to create more winners. Um, yeah. And, and it's, it, once you get the flywheel built, it just will take itself. off. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about scalability a little bit for SaaS because uh, not SaaS, excuse me, e-commerce. Mm -hmm. Um, dude, there's some brands out there that like, you know, cell phone cases, right? Like there's just some stuff where I'm like, there's no freaking way that this is going to work. What, what are your favorite categories, business types? You know, is it consumable products? High dude, that's a, that's a great question. And it was hard to define this. So when you, whenever you're in business long enough, you're kind of, you're going to build this thing called like customer avatar, client avatar, whatever sure. it is. Like these are like our ideal people. So we did all this work kind of last year and it was hard to like quantify and say like what this thing was that, all the best clients had. And, and the best way that I could do it is like, there's a scale when you're looking at a product. And on, on the left-hand side, this is more of your commodities and things that would probably do pretty well on Amazon, or you could buy it in a gas station maybe. Uh, it's, it's something where there, you, you don't really know the brand of it. And then over here is your Nikes and you know mm. your, uh, your Lululemon pants and things where you're kind of searching brand first. And the further they're over here to my right hand is what I'm shaking. I don't know what it looks like on this computer screen. Uh, the further you're closer to more of a luxury thing and a more and a more brand thing, the better kind of results that we see with kind of the playbooks that we play with. Mm. Um, and that's just kind of what we're good at and what our team has experience with is like brand building and and building kind of journeys and funnels through that lens. Um, I think with the more commoditized things, there are probably agencies out there that are a lot better than us. And that can help you like find the, find the wins on those razor thin margins and kind of sell that stuff. But uh, the funner stuff is like more lifestyle brand, uh, you know, more on the luxury side uh, and they got a healthy margin built in. So you can actually afford to acquire new customers. That's something that a lot of people don't think about. Oh man, it's huge. I think a lot of people can make it to, you know, I, you can approach a seven figure business without factoring in 
cost of customer acquisition, mm-hmm. independent of let's say like a really strong referral source or a really strong influencer. But then past that, trying to scale beyond it with you know razor, razor thin margins, there's just no way. Where are you getting your traffic? Like, where, what's your playbook look like? Are you Google people, Facebook people, not paid at all, organic? Both. Okay. Well, for like for our customers, um, we my like my favorite funnel is like my first funnel for like a lot of brands out there. Like, if you're like breaking into like that million dollar range and you're trying, like you're like your goal is like, when are we gonna get to two? Like, we're about to hit one, right? And you're thinking ahead, you know, doing if. If it's something where people are actually going to be searching for it on Amazon, maybe uh, like Google shopping is always going to perform for you pretty well to getting people that are pretty incentivized at like the top and at the middle, just retarget them on, on Facebook um, because you're not paying as much to retarget them there. And that's like a pretty easy funnel to do. And then at the bottom, just be hammering them with your email automation software and like build that thing out the right way and start optimizing it. And it'll start to do the work for you. And then once those things are working, you can start to like dive into some other channels. Um, but yeah, Google, we love Google. Uh, Facebook is definitely dependent on the creative that you're getting from whomever's involved in the project. Cause like you do creative or do you make your clients do creative? Uh, right now it's, we're, we're partnering with our clients to help do it. Or, uh, we've got some third-party resources that will tag in on projects and they'll do like, uh, influencer campaigns and source creative that way which is really fun to get some more ugc style stuff yeah you do ugc's goldmine but it's hard to get have you played with bilio at all or billo i might be saying it wrong no but i'm gonna look into it after this well let me go make sure i'm saying the name wrong because is it bilio um commerce media it's a company that will oh it's billo so billo.app and for like no money they create it's not necessarily ugc content per se, like traditionally speaking, because mm-hmm. it's not, it's not a testimony or a case study, but it's somebody who knows what they're doing. You know, these are media creators that have kind of figured out the e-commerce space. Let me share my screen here. Um, and you know, like here's a gal who's showing you how to use the face cream or whatever. Uh, but it's insanely cost-effective. And so right now we're just pushing all of our e-com clients. We, we push straight to below because you know, $60 a video, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. That's- um, and, and Google with performance max is so media hungry that we're going to fly through media. So anybody who's trying to do, you know, the thousand dollar shoots with models and, and scripts and brand guidelines and all that BS, like it's just, it's not tenable any longer. And uh, all you have to do is, is just kind of send the product out there and competent to them. And then you're getting creative in a pretty quick turnaround. Dude, it's lightning fast. It's unbelievable. Yeah, well, that's and really they're, interesting. They're so good. And they have, they have this, this massive, um, pipe of creators. Um, it's actually, it's like Uber for e-commerce media creation. It kind of, it makes me sad because I look at what some of these creators are doing and the content's phenomenal and what they're getting paid is nothing. Yeah. You know, so it's just, it's once again, marketers have commoditized the art and pushed the artists into a position to where they're making no money. And I'm not happy about that. It actually, it, it, you know, it's, there's something really dirty about it, but if you need content and you need a lot of it, uh, that's, I'm not an affiliate. I yeah. should be. I'm going to go figure out an affiliate thing with them. Um, well, yeah, I don't like, like creating media for clients. I don't like being held accountable to it. Here's a question for you, uh, because now we're kind of getting into the sauce on our favorite tools. Uh, what are you guys using for kind of attribution tracking over there? Uh, Northbeam. Northbeam. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're team triple whale over here, but Dude, just because so they- I keep hearing about triple whale, I haven't played with it yet. Um, but I feel like triple whale, like in the last 90 days, when did they come out? Um, I will see, I, I got the inside scoop there from Columbus, Ohio, where I'm from. And they work out of the, we work where some of our team members work. Really? So what? It's just like bootstrap dudes that are like, well, you think that, work. right. You'd think that that's yeah. the only connection, but my, our project manager's brother went to school with the CEO in here in Bexley, Ohio. <laughs> awesome. 
so it, just, it, it all came full circle and we we're like, wait, you guys are building like a really amazing tool that solves a lot of problems that our customers are having. So now with all, a lot of our marketing engagements and some of the new offers that we're testing, like performance-based stuff, we're just like, look, you're using triple whale and there's no questions about it now because this solves every problem that we're all going to have. That's it. So I invested in Northbeam, full disclosure. Mm -hmm. Like I wrote yeah. them a check. Um, if you ever want to lose money, call me for investment advice, Chase. Like I am a master. Uh, and it's been, it's been a godsend. We've got a, a publicly traded company that does seven figures a month in spend. And without Northbeam, I would have A, lost that client, B, they would have their campaigns would have failed miserably. And we've now turned them around to a point to where it's, it's unbelievable. I think um, that, um, and this is going to be the most basic thing. And I think both of these companies are going to hate what I say here is like, they solve similar problems and creative ways that are relatively similar. It's probably um, the exact same shit, dude. Like, yeah. But you know, I, it's not. just, it's kind of the, the devil that, you know, I, but like I, we've been, we've been loving it, uh, for, for what we do, but essentially having a solve for that attribution tracking, is awesome yeah. uh and the well, way that they're cheap northbeam's not cheap that's the other problem is i mean a hundred dollars a month <laughs> well um, so about that you're gonna want the one that ha has attribution as well because that's going to uh, basically give you that. a first party pixel so what the shit is it without attribution what are they holding back or what are they even giving to you uh all the stuff on the left and it just doesn't give you the customer journey attribution which well, is what you want. want yeah I think they're going to drop that bottom one because it should just all be in one. This is, yeah, this is ridiculous. I hate the whole, oh, you want it to work? I don't mind tiered pricing from SaaS products, but I hate it when the introductory price is actually a non-functional thing. I'm not trying to beat up on triple whale. Well, I, what, I, what I will give them credit for is what you're paying for at that price point is miles ahead of uh, any reporting and analytics that you're going to get within Shopify. Like down yeah. to like, it'll tell you, It'll like give you some scenarios for LTV calculation that you can run. It'll give you, uh, these are things that you should be bundling together in like bundles just on your site. Let's go. Um, so there's some cool stuff that it has built into the reporting, but the pixel is where the money is. Yeah. This looks super cool. I'm going to go reach out to Triple Well, see if I can get them on the show. I'll, I'll, I'll introduce you guys after this. Oh, that'd be great, dude. Yeah. Are you an affiliate or a partner or anything? Oh, we are. I think if you use the term electric guy, you'll get a nice discount. Okay, cool. Um, we'll drop that in the description too. Until I become an affiliate, and then I'll replace yours with mine. That's fine. That's the game, man. You got to get yeah. that uh, that uh, passive income, dude. That affiliate. So I used to, by the first ten years of my career, I just ignored it. I was like, "What is this going to do for me?" But then, if I if I had actually like, you know, buckled down and everything that I ever pimped out, if I'd taken the money, I'd be done. Um, yeah, I'm just such an idiot. Oh well, it's it, 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 now here's I'm speaking directly to anyone that works in uh, SaaS sales out there is like when you reach out to an agency or a consultant or freelancer or whatever that you know probably wants your product like i don't give a crap about the money yeah. i just need to solve a problem for my client because what i say to my client is gold and they're going to use it right like the sale is inevitable uh but i don't the money isn't what i want i want you to like answer my questions like quicker than like you know a standard support line i want it to actually solve a problem for them yeah. and work. know who feeds you yeah yeah. yeah. And then after that, like the kickback is cool, but like, you know, whenever you're doing outreach, you got to lead with value and do it the right way. And I really don't care about the $7 and 50 cents. I'm going to get a month from your app. That's not worth me putting in two hours of my time to sell this on your behalf. hundred percent. I did. I, and actually to the point that you just made more often than not, you'll hear me on the channel say, I'm not an affiliate because I just like to push people to, you know, solid products. I am, you know, go high level. You're in the e-com space. You might not. Uh, what do you mean? 
high level, the uh, it's a marketing automation solution meant specifically for agencies, but mostly for lead generation. Yeah, I have no clue. Dude, they're worth looking up. They're about to they're about to pimp out um, a Clavio style alternative, but their their monetization model is genius. You pay one fee one time. It's five hundred dollars a month. You can have unlimited customers underneath your umbrella, white label, and you bill them out as though it's your SaaS product. They've pushed the monetization onto the agency, um, which is why they've blown up. I think they have 13,000 agencies. Uh, That's really interesting. And we're their fourth biggest affiliate. So if you sign up, come through, go through my link. But I mean, I think that Legion is just in general, like Legion's exploded, especially during the pandemic with a lot of hustlers working from home. It's like, I I, I see a lot of people out there that are really trying to to do the thing. It, you know, it's just not something that we necessarily need help in at the agency, but I definitely love to see the work out there and people make their money. Dude, that's my favorite thing. Anytime an agency tells me like, you know, cause I'll ask behind the scenes, I used to do agency consulting, uh, consulting or coaching for digital marketer. Um, and the agencies that have a hard time jetting up their own business. Like, I hate to sound like such an asshole, but it's like, dude, that's what you're supposed to do for a living. Yeah. It's definitely a scary thing. Like, um, well, I mean, let's just tell everyone like you're going to be able to survive off referrals if you do good business but if that's what you're depending on you're going to go out of business eventually so you got to find creative ways to meet new people yeah an amazing one is podcasting and guesting and and doing and just doing content with other people that one works wonders for us like having people on the podcast has been a cool growth channel for us and then partnerships with other agencies or or SaaS companies has been an amazing channel for us um, and you know, actually what we're, we're going to go a little more top, top level here. And we're going to do some, uh, some stuff with, uh, we're putting out an ebook soon, oh, um, cool. which is all about like our brand scaling framework, which is like how we scale brands. It's more of a framework. It's less tactical. It's just high level. But once you plug in your own tactics for each of these things, you can go ahead and do it yourself or go take on some clients and do it for them. I don't care. Um, but kind of just like, but how we've been doing it, the agency for the past couple of years, we're putting that out as an ebook. And um, I just went to Shop Talk the other day uh, out in Vegas, and every like giveaway thing that they had at Shop Talk was like so safe and corporate and just like blandly branded. So I'm like, dude, let's have some fun with this thing. So if they let me get away with it, the team, like we're going to go like punk rock zine style, like real loud cover to like catch people's eyes and get their attention. Because the goal is just one to make them stop and look at it. And then hopefully it incentivizes them to actually open it up and consume the, con- the content. So that's, that's going to be a, a higher level play that we're going to start doing here soon. That's the real big key, man. It pisses me off how much, you know, like you spend all this time, effort, energy, building the course, writing the ebook or whatever, and you get people to, to take it, to buy it, to download it. And then 95% of them never, they never consume. Yeah, it, it's hard. And so uh, playing that, yeah, we've we done two courses. We did a course on Facebook ads. We did a course on like how an agency actually sets up Clavio and pushed all those things out there. But it's like the content could be great or not. It's all about the marketing. Yeah, that's, that's sad, but true. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna shift this to Google because I'm a Google guy. And that's yeah. where my interests are. Have you played with Performance Max yet? See, I am not the guy that runs Google at our agency. I knew this question was going to come up and I tried to snag Ryan earlier, uh, but he's, he's not available. So Ryan is all over it. Ryan is uh, teaching me how to basically curve this question when clients are talking about it or mm. potential clients are talking about it. It's that. And then Google Analytics 4 are the things that are coming up constantly. I'm not worried about GA4 at all. Um, well, here's what Google did with Google Analytics 4 is they just took everything away. So right now, the question like, what do we do with GA4 is nothing. You, you deploy it. It's, there's four buttons in there. You know, I could teach a retarded monkey to use it at this point. Um, it's, it's, it's shocking 
how sparse it is. And yeah. my, my whole rule of life has always been to bitch about Google, but because of what they did with Performance Max, I think they did the same thing with GA4. Um, I have a feeling a ton of really cool stuff is coming, but they need to get us all on the foundation first before they can start feeding us the, you know, the, 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 what would you just like the high end feature sets? Yeah. Um, our, uh, our, uh, developer was kind of like explaining to us like how it works and how it's different than GA3. And it was just basically like, this is like night and day difference in technology. And he's like, now you can track things to the weirdest degree that you want on your website and make custom stuff within this. So from like a marketing perspective or a CRO perspective, anything like that, you can get extremely accurate, minute data on the new platform that you could never get with the, with the old version of it. Yeah. But they're lifting your ability to track individual users. So you're getting, you're getting aggregated data for privacy yeah. reasons. So like the, the tracking is more advanced if you have enough traffic and that's the really big caveat. So I think GA4 is going to hurt some small businesses, at least small businesses that have been, that have been good about capturing data. Most of them are. So I don't know, dude, we'll see. Where do you see the future of e-commerce? What are you worried about? What are you excited about? Uh, what am I worried about? Um, I'm worried about not, not a lot, man. Does Amazon I, I scare think, you? No. Cause you can always have better customer support than Amazon at your own business. And, and that's mm -hmm. gonna, that's gonna be your edge and how you win. You can get more creative with your offers on your own business. You can do better retargeting with your own business. Um, where Amazon's going to edge out is more of that kind of commodity stuff. Like I talked about earlier, I think that's yeah. always going to do it. But if you're at, you're yeah, an actual brand. I don't know why brand. brands send their products to Amazon. Cause if you're, if you're a commodity product, like you're saying, Amazon makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. But if you actually have a strong brand, putting your shit on Amazon puts you at such a massive disadvantage. I feel. Yeah. Okay. So I've asked this question a bunch on the podcast when I interview, cause like all I interview nine times out of 10 now, all I'm interviewing is like a brand founder. Yeah. And whenever Amazon comes up, it's more like, uh, so why are you doing it? And they're like, well, um, some people, that's the only place they'll buy Two, It is a great discovery avenue, but they do very specific choices about what products will be there. So that's like smart. they'll, they'll only have like, say it's like a, a skincare company or something. They'll only have like a bulk bundle on Amazon where all the other SKUs live on the direct consumer website. Mm -hmm. Um, or they have old styles on Amazon, all new stuff, you know, they make choices about what products actually live there. Um, but you That's know, a good pro tip right there. That's a gold yeah. nugget. If you're going to push to Amazon, do so in a way that incentivizes people to actually come back around to your site later. I like the bundle idea. That's really good. Yeah, absolutely. And um, another thing, it, there's just been, been a lot of like kind of creative stuff going on, but the velocity in which Amazon can accelerate a business and help you hit like economies of scale to get cheaper shipping and, and sourcing and manufacturing is insane. So sometimes it's worth it yeah, just to do that. Steal your business. Have you seen this? Yeah. They will yeah. go and source and manufacture and produce whatever it is. You know, you're selling like a special type of headphones. Amazon's like, Oh, check out chase over there with the headphones. Next thing you know, they have a cloned product that is now the Amazon. What is it? Amazon's choice. Amazon basic. I think is what it's called. Dude, it's amazing to see that. I don't know why this isn't a bigger deal. Like Amazon is straight up jacking people's ideas, replicating exactly. them so feature I, that set came by up, feature set. Yeah, that came up on the podcast the other day with somebody. And, you know, like, are you scared of people cloning your product? And he was like, no. He's like, because of all the work we put into the brand. He's like, people will still pay for the brand name on Amazon if you have a brand. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, the problem with Amazon is, they, you know, they're the trillion dollar Leviathan. I really do think that they could crush. They could do 
to ecom what Google did to SaaS. Google destroyed so many really good SaaS products. And yeah. they just, they're like, oh, this is free now. You know, I would love to see, you know, obviously being like a Shopify guy, you know, the, their whole mission of arm the rebels and help like small yeah. businesses succeed. Like I, I think the barrier of entry is, could, has never been lower with e-commerce, but I will say that Shopify does an amazing job of saying how easy it is to get started on their platform. And then they don't say the next step is like, once you get things going, it does take smart people to help you get to the next level. And like, you can become that smart and you'd have to invest a bunch of time and energy to learn all this stuff, mm. or you can, you know, they go out there and hire people. So I hate, I, I guess maybe one of my fears in the future is the commoditization of the Shopify ecosystem. And just, there's so much talent here. Uh, and you know, I, I, I hate to see a race at the bottom on, on service offerings. Yeah. I think we're all dealing with, I mean, dude, I'm in the Google ad space. You want to talk about a race to the bottom. It's insane. You can get people to run your ads for 150 bucks a month. It's nuts. Yeah. You get what you pay for though. Yeah. Not the truth. People, I'm always their second phone call though. Cause I'll have folks tell me like, Oh, you're very expensive. I'm like, if you think I'm expensive, go see what a cheap PPC manager costs you. Um, where can people find you if they want to work with you? Yeah. Uh, you can head on over to electric Yes. We're named after the Judas priest song. Uh, or if you, if you like the stuff that I've been saying and you want to hear me interview guests and I, I'm going to have a uh, custom on the podcast here soon. Uh, you can head over to honestecommerce.co or Google that in your smartphone or whatever you listen to podcasts on. That's cool. And what services are you offering? Web build, CRO, paid traffic? Uh, yeah, we basically do two things. Make my website better so the conversion rate goes higher and then help me send more qualified traffic to my website. So a lot of paid and a lot of uh, email and SMS consulting. Very cool. We'll need your help with the CRO piece. We've got some clients that need help with that. We don't do any of it. Um, Absolutely. Last words to you, man. Golden nugget. Uh, golden nugget of the day. Uh, I just was talking about this book the other day. There's a really cool, fast read called Double Your Profits. I believe it's Bob Pfizer. And you can find it for less than $5 used anywhere on the internet. Buy that book, read it. It's going to change your business. Double your profits. I'm buying that bitch right now. Bob who? Pfizer or Pfizer or something like that. Okay, cool. You're the man, dude. I like how fast you talk. Um, <laughs> I'd love to have you back on the show. I appreciate you coming here. Thanks for listening to the Google Ads Podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google Ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google Ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions 8 at sol8.com. Custom here. If you're running Google Ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google Ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google Ads campaigns for free and provide you with a comprehensive action plan, no cost or obligation? Notice, I didn't say audit or evaluation. I said action plan, a bullet point by bullet point breakdown of exactly what needs to be done to improve your Google Ads campaigns. Yours to keep, no cost or obligation. Head over to solate.com to get a free Google Ads action plan customized for your business. No strings attached. That's sol8.com. S-O-L, the number eight, dot com.